Outdoor Adventures Podcast. We're going to talk hunting, fishing, and everything outdoors. So pull up a seat and enjoy our campfire stories. Thanks for joining us. Hey guys, what's going on? Thanks for joining me. Wanted to do my shout outs again. Got a couple I can't really figure out. I know uh, when I check my countries, I have one from Sweden and a listener in Australia. Australia doesn't pop up. The one in Sweden is out by a lake, and I think it's uh, Van John. Vans John. And there's actually a town to the north of that lake, Van Joe. Vans Joe. Not sure. Hit me up. Appalachian Timber Ghost Outdoor Adventures. Facebook and Instagram. Also, wanted to shout out to all my American people. St. Louis, Missouri. Omaha, Nebraska. St. Paul, Minnesota. Fairfax, Virginia. Germantown, Maryland. Sylvania, Ohio. Chicago, Illinois. Silver Springs, Florida. Frankfurt, New York. Worcester, Mass. Erie, Pennsylvania. And I have an Evansville and a Summer Hill. Not sure where y'all are at, man. But, like I said, hit me up. like to know where you're from, man. It's awesome to see some of you guys have listened to multiple episodes. So that's really cool. Appreciate it. God, I don't even know where to begin. Not to say it's an unscheduled podcast, but... Really don't even know what I want to talk about. Been kind of stressed out. Actually, I got some good news, man. I can't even say that. Finally got my guide license, New York State. So, I mean, I'm quite a few years off from retirement, but I'm trying to line myself up with a nice gig in retirement. All you young bucks, listen up. One thing I'm going to tell you, do things while you're young, man. Um, yeah, that's the thing. It's uh, Work's been seeming to get in my way. <laughs> and uh, I was listening to Meteor Podcast the other day, and uh, it's kind of funny because... I forget who they were talking to. I, an ornithologist, I think he was. But you hear this quite often with you know very successful people. It seems um, people are doing things they love for a living and getting paid for it. Where it's almost like they can't believe it. Um, you know, we we live in this day and age where. I mean, granted, you know, there's people living off the grid, Alaska, you know, all, all around the world, man. And uh, it's not an easy life, but you kind of live by your own terms. And I think, you know, we've got all these comforts and, um, you know, having health benefits, huge deal, being out of work for the state. But I'm thankful for all that. But I've been talking with my wife, and uh, it's very stressful, man. 
where you 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 know I'm 50 years old. Should have became a guide when I was in my 20s, and just kind of just went for it, man. You know, if you're young and you have you think you want to do it, do it. Even if you know you got to go out west and work under somebody. Friend of mine, Carlo. Um, we had bumped into each other. I haven't seen each other in a while, and like last year, maybe it's a couple years now. But uh, you know, he went out west to be—he's a camp camp cook, man—and <laughs> it ended up. By the time you know he left there, he was guiding guiding on the rivers out there, and uh, showed me some awesome pictures. And Carl is close to my age, you know, but, you know, he had to come home and do the reality thing. You know, he's got wife and kids and, uh, you know, you got to do what you got to do. But I think it was a great experience that he had from what he was telling me. And, uh, you know, yeah. Because once you get into the grind, man, you're, you're kind of set in your ways. I'm going to try to change that. Me and my wife have been talking about it, but it's really hard. You know, we, we become dependent on healthcare and the older you get the more you probably need it so you know when i was younger in life and you don't have nothing to worry about even though you, you never know <laughs> um that's the, probably the time to test the water and see what's going on but i'm pretty excited i did end up getting my guide license um i built a website appalachian timber uh, it's, it's in the works here. You know, I'm trying not to bite off more than I can chew considering I do have a full-time job. But if at the least I would like to get my Ashokan Reservoir guiding going and catch some brown trout and smallmouth bass, largemouth bass. But the species I always like to target on that reservoir is uh, brown trout. And the real cool part about that body of water is because it's a New York City watershed, um, there's no motors allowed. Cuts out a lot of laziness. I don't know if I've talked about it on this podcast, but I, I do have a video out of brown trout fishing on the reservoir. And I was just telling the story the other day. There's a spot, a lot of guys use, you know, live bait. Um, and the first time I ever fished was with a buddy of mine, and we got live bait. We went out, and he talked about this structure. You know, I don't know if it was rocks or whatever the case may be. I forget. It was so long ago. My God. And uh, he said it was a hot spot. But then after that, he was the one who turned me on to, like, trolling you know rolling around dragging some lures through the water and uh really covering ground but this one spot like you always see guys are just anchored up and they're fishing so in this video you i i get out and and it's early morning you know sun's just starting to crack and a guy starts rowing out. He's probably 100 yards down to the right of me. 
Now, I've already got a target area. It's way out. Most guys don't even go out that way. Um, but the funny thing is, he's rowing real fast like it's it's a race, you know. And I, I know what he's thinking. He's probably thinking, I hope this guy's not going to go to my spot. Uh, he wanted to anchor up. But as I said in the video, man, you're not going where I'm going. <laughs> That's for sure. Um you know, a guy had said once on one of these Facebook groups that, you know, people who troll are lazy. <laughs> uh, yeah. And, it, you know, first off, I think, you know, if you're anchored up, I don't see what where the work's coming at. Even if you were in a motorboat, <laughs> you know, um, I just don't understand where he came up with that. Um to me, especially like when you're rowing, you're, you know, you're rowing a couple miles. And if you're just anchoring up 100 yards offshore, I don't see how you call somebody who's trolling lazy. Maybe, you know, his idea of what lazy was, maybe he misspoke. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, but pretty funny but like i said you know it's a great getting back i i digress back to my point it's such a beautiful reservoir man and you know especially when you get that early morning where there's not a lot of guys out um it's peaceful it really is on on t on putting uh catching the fish to the side just the experience with the bald eagles and how beautiful and what an, an impressive man-made body of water it is. And the history. Um, that's part of my thing, I think. You know, maybe people don't want to hear me talk, but, you know, I think as I roll out, I have a lot of knowledge on how the reservoir was built, some stories that are great to go with the building of the reservoir. And, uh, yeah, I'm just hoping, you know, I can get some clients out of this deal, you know, um, being that I work full time, it is, it's going to be tough to, you know, start a full time business, but we'll see what happens. I've got ideas. Um, we just got a couple new guys at work. Hopefully they can cover and I can take a little more time off. And it was funny, too, because the two guys, they'll be going to the academy at the same time in August, and me and my wife had already booked a trip, and I'm in a job where I might get denied for that time off, man. And I just realized that, yeah, I actually put it on the calendar at work, but then, I, you know, you have these epiphanies, if you want to call it that, where it's just... I was like, damn, I might get denied for this time off. And we, we planned this from January. You know, we wanted to go from last year, but we literally booked in January. And I like to go striper fishing there. And this might not happen. And I'm just kind of bummed and kind of goes back to my point for you young guys, man. You know, if you think you got something you might like to do, just go for it, man. Before you get wrapped up in life and... You know, 
to, to become obstacles. And as hard as you try, so, you know, like I know successful people have an easier time at saying, you know, uh, you know, don't surround yourself with negativity, and you know, that's you know, that's great and all, but sometimes people have a little bit of an edge or maybe a better networking than some people, and it just seems to work better. But, um, you know, I was thinking about the other day, I, I have a guy I know and works really hard, man, you know, and probably one of the best hunters and foragers, fishermen. And I sit there and I say to myself, cause you know, he's on social media a lot. Um, like this dude could have his show. Might even talk to him. You know what? It, it comes down to me. Even if I wanted to do the filming of him, it takes me to get the time off. And but man, I'll tell you what. I think uh, I'm really gonna work at, at this guide business and see where it takes me, man. Because part of the 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 spin on it. And I don't know if anybody's ever watched like McMillan Outdoors. Um, you tape all your footage, man, of all these people hunting and, you know, who you're outfitting. I know one time I looked into his hunts and, you know, part of the waiver is signing off that, you know, they'll be able to use the footage of your hunt on their ranch. And I, I think that's awesome. Who, who would say no to that? Oh, yeah, no, I don't want to be on TV. <laughs> it's like, are you kidding me? But, uh, you know, I think part of the experience that I offer is videoing people fishing. It's not just about catching the fish. It's about maybe, you know, having video or, you know, a cool little episode of your trip. And I really got to, you know... Buckle down and try to get this done. But I'm going to kind of get into ice fishing. I saw this wild. I'm going to. I'm not even going to segue, man. I'm just going to jump ship. <laughs> that was, I just had, like like I said, I just had to get that off my chest. Hopefully, yeah, I didn't bore people to death. But, you know, I, I've said this a million times in my podcast. Hopefully, there's something motivational or uh, inspiring out of some of the stuff I see. And, or say, I should say. Because, like I said, it's not that you have regrets, man, but it is what it is. Um, yeah, so I saw, saw this wild article, man, where I guess people, this guy, you know how you know we have glow jigs for ice fishing? This guy was actually taking wax worms and uh, taking, like, you know, those uh, fluorescent glow sticks? I guess busting them up where you can get the uh, stuff from inside the glow stick, and he was injecting them into the wax worms, and then they, gl they glowed underwater. I thought that was pretty wild. Um... We're getting the, the weather it's been so wonky this year, man. I know guys have been out fishing, but um 
it's like the times when I want to go fishing. Like I, I just checked on a lake like two weeks ago, and uh, you'd literally need a boat to get to the water, to the ice. Um, we just got snow. Last week there was guys getting back out. It, you know, we got a nice snap of cold weather. And during the week, last week, a lot of guys were, were catching uh, on Scroon Lake. It seemed like one day there was a lot of posts on Facebook and, like, guys were just hammering them. Um, I'd like to think I'll be able to get back out ice fishing this year, but, you know, I have a test for a promotion at my job coming up this Saturday. It's supposed to snow. Um, but it's kind of crazy to say when that, when we had that warm weather, like a week and a half, two weeks ago, and the ice just really deteriorated that, and I just got my guide license, you know, in the mail, um, started swapping gears, man, for spring, you know, the open, the water. And kayaking, you know, kind of gearing up for turkey, which I'm excited. I love all that. But at the same time, you know, I expected to get out a lot more on the ice, and this year was just brutal. You know, if we had, a, like, a really cold winter, the odds of me getting out would have been a lot better, and I was into it this year, like, big time. But the couple times I wanted to go out, it got warm. Then when it did get a little bit cold, I had stuff going on. Just, you know, I've said it before, life gets in the way sometimes. But I'll have to keep my eye on the weather. Um, I'm going to actually check it out right now. So if any of you all listening from New York... We'll uh, give you a little... I'm going to play meteorologist here for a minute. Yeah, you know what's funny? I thought about it. And I've been at like a bucket list thing is to go up to like Lake of the Woods or Malax. I think that would really be cool. Um, but, you know... If we if we have the warm weather here, you know you, you can definitely you know you know you can probably plan a trip and, and be good to go out there. So like this Saturday, you know, like there's a you know it's gonna snow overnight. We're supposed to get five to eight inches. Um, Thursday, the day before the showers, you know, and then there's rain or snow Wednesday. And as we get into the weekend, like I said, you're you're getting like five to eight Friday night into Saturday, and it's supposed to switch over from rain 37 degrees. Like that's the thing; most of our, our temperatures now are like close to 40, but the nights are still getting down to the 20s. Um, it seems like it's cooling off the following week, so maybe you know I don't know, but Wednesday. Thursday, you're talking 45s, you know, and with the sun, depends, it can get up to 50. Um, so, like I said, I've been eyeballing that kayak, man. Because 
you know, that might be the uh, what I'm looking out for now. Just do a little kayak in action. The overhead of the business, man, going back to the guiding, it was like, uh, it's amazing how, how expensive stuff is now. It's just, it's crazy, man. You know, you look at boats, even now, like used boats on Marketplace on Facebook, it was like people want a lot of money for these things. And every once in a while, like you see a boat that's like, it's a good deal, you know? And and then you compare it to what you've been looking at, and some of these people, it's just not realistic. I mean, I don't know if the other people just want to dump the boat, and that's maybe that's why you're getting it for a good deal. But seeing some pretty nice boats. Excuse me while I take a sip off my yellow deli tea. It's called Stress OS. Um. There's a lot going on in the courts, Congress, House. <laughs> Sportsman Alliance, man, they, they're great for keeping you informed. And it's almost depressing to see how much stuff is just rocking and rolling now in this administration. Um, utilizing, like, animals to get at hunters, you know, with their dogs and animal cruelty. There's something I saw today where... Um, I forget, I don't know if it was California or something, but where, you know, you can get a lawyer for the dog for animal cruelty. Just crazy, man. Like I said, the angles they're coming at, it's just almost desperation, but the sad part is it, it might actually work. <laughs> so... Um, it's crazy, man. You know, even the other day, like, I didn't realize, like, I know they stopped, um, you know, where you can't order online ammo in New York State, which sucks, man. But now... A, a guy told me, like, you can't even go across the border to connect, or anywhere for that matter. Um, and buy ammo. This is absurd to me, man. Because, you know, a guy told me not too long ago about there was a place that had a lot of, like, you know, hunting rounds. So I, I look, and all of a sudden it's like, yeah, we don't ship to your state. And I told him that. And he goes, oh, yeah, there was supposed to be some law going into effect. And, this, that, and the other thing, and I'm just like, this is ridiculous, man. So if I want to order gunpowder or whatever like I used to off of Midway, it's like I can't anymore. And now the, the biggest slap in the face is the fact that I can't even go across the border and buy ammo in a different state. This is absurd to me, man. It's like, I can't, I, it's just mind-boggling. Um. You know, what do you say about this, man? It's just ridiculous. Um, we're losing our rights, man. You know, uh, as my mother would say, I'm closer to going out than coming in. 
which is kind of true for me as well. I'm not going to live to 100. I'm not halfway there. I'd be shocked if I made it to 80. But to watch in just a you know short amount of time the bounds these people are making is just crazy to me, man. So I'm just looking at something right now from the NRA. It's like it's got that kid. I forget his name. David Hogg. You know, you have no right to a gun. It's just like, oh, my God. The insanity, you know. You know, it sucks because you do understand, you know, with these shootings and stuff, it, it just sucks. And, you know, uh, what are you going to do? We can't control these people. And and I, I can tell you one thing from living in New York. It's like, you know, they, they piss and moan about this. But at the same time, you're allowing people to get off off on off. There's no bail. And then you're going to let them out on the street the next day. It's crazy. Um, I don't know. And the same people that want to take the guns. It's just really crazy to me. But, you know, how they're utilizing animals now to get at hunting. It's, you know, it's hidden. It's like it's an anti, you know, hunting agenda, really. Um. You know, I, I, I literally feel that, you know, it, it's rolling downhill and it's just snowballing at this point. And, uh, you know, sometimes I think we, we can be our own enemies. I really do. Funny story, I was listening to the Meat Eater podcast and uh, I think I talked about the Pebble Mine at one point And I just saw now it's big, like, you know, Pebble Mine is over. And I know Trump had a lot to do with that. Um, you know, it never got done during the Obama administration. Um, but the one thing I thought was funny is like, you know, how they're touting. And I would love to know who they're they're saying is responsible for putting the mine out. <laughs> um, but at the same time. Uh, Stephen Rinello was talking. It's pretty funny. <laughs> it actually is laughable, and I'm guilty of this. Um, you're talking about the border waters, you know, where they stopped this mining, and we're like big time against like these mines, you know, with the copper and all that. And sportsmen, you know, are, are like, yeah, you know, we, we gotta stop this, but I need ammo. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, I need that copper for my copper sabots. <laughs> it's like, I never thought of it that way, man. And I, I just think it was pretty funny because I was like, oh, shit, I'm guilty of that. Um, it is pretty ironic, you know. But it's like damned if you do, damned if you don't, man. That's the only way I can really say it. Um, you want to try to help the environment out, but at the same time, you want what you want. And that was that was a good one. When he said that on the podcast, I was just like, oh, shit, I'm guilty. <laughs> like, I am that guy. Because I had signed off on one, I think it was, 
I forget now. Was it out by Vegas? Arizona, I think, or something. Out, out west, southwest. And they were talking about this and the effect it could have on the fishing and all that around that. So I signed it, you know. And the, the funniest part is, man, I do not like Chuck Schumer. <laughs> and I get a letter from Chuck Schumer thanking me. And, and I thought the irony there, I was just like, oh, man, I guess me and Chuck Schumer kind of have something in common. <laughs> as much as I can't stand the guy, you know, just polar opposites. Um, you just can't make this stuff up, man. Like I say, damned if you do, damned if you don't. But, um, it's pretty funny, but not funny. Trying to think what else, you know. The big thing was the news on me becoming a guide. You know, maybe I can get some clientele um, in the meantime. But we'll see, you know. Uh, I'm get, trying to get everything going, but, you know, there's there's overhead to it. And uh, that's what I'm finding out. But hopefully I'll have some more... Uh, more of a structured podcast for you next time. This was more of a, you know, speak my mind, try to help other people out so you don't find yourself too deep in life saying, man, I wish I did something I that I love and get paid for it. But that's how it goes, man, sometimes, you know. That's how it goes. How's that Billy song, Billy Joel song? And so it goes, I think, right? Oh, you know, before we go, they found that alligator in New York City, Brooklyn, Prospect Park. Well, you know, they always go about, uh, you know, probably somebody had it as a pet and then decided to dump it. So it is what it is. But I'll tell you, I'd like to get one more fishing trip. If I get one more ice fishing trip in before the end of the season, I'll be really happy. And I got to make it happen. You know, I really do. I know money's been brutal lately with the gas prices and my schedule, but I got to make something happen here. All right, guys. I'll talk to you next time. Reach out to me if you got any ideas. Hell. If you want to be on the podcast, reach out to me. If you got something worthwhile talking about, hit me up. All right, guys, peace out. This episode of Appalachian Timber Ghost Outdoor Adventures podcast was brought to you by Wild Kingdom Sun. Check us out on Facebook and Instagram. Thank <laughs> you.